guys, welcome back to A Plot of Confusion. I am your host, Derek, and today we're going to go a little bit more in-depth dealing with the reptilians. That's right, who are the reptilians? Where do the reptilians come from? Is there any coalition that can show that any ancient scripture that talks about it? It's very interesting, though, just mine to tell you, is that every culture, every culture in the world has had some ties to the serpent race. I kid you not. I mean, you can take a look at the Mayas. You can take a look at the uh, the Mahabharata. You can take a look at in Egypt to Mesopotamia to even the Hebrews in the earlier walks of their life that the reptiles, the ones that I say have always been here, have always been in some type of control where they're lurking in the shadows of our society you can see that they have this hold, this sinister hold of intentions for Earth. It comes all the way back if you're a believer in the in the uh, Judeo-Christian beliefs. You can go all the way back to the book of Genesis. And you can see where it talks about the fall of man. Where man falls. The serpent. The serpent. Now the serpent was more... Subtle than any other beast of the field which the Lord Yahweh God Elohim had made, and he said unto the woman, Ye have God said, Ye shall eat of the tree of the garden. The woman said, Unto the serpent, which means the seraphim, unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. He comes in subtle, comes in so subtle. And in doing so, they have come with different ideas or world domination, if you will. It's interesting that you see that this old ancient serpent is mentioned so much in our ancient past that even if you just look at the King James Bible, more modern age uh, translations take the word dragon out of the actual translation because they're not wanting to have some fictitious, some make-believe creature to be in the scriptures, but our, our earlier ancestors knew, knew without a shadow of a doubt who the serpents were, what the serpents wanted, who the serpents ruled, and why it was important for us to remember that the serpents have always been in our realm, and one way or the other. So you have Isaiah 27, 1 says, And the Lord Jehovah with his sword and great and strong sword shall punish the Leviathan. Again, the serpent, the dragon, piercing the serpent. Even the Leviathan that is choked serpent. And he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. Our ancient ancestors knew associating dragons and serpents was to allow us to understand that these were more than just serpents. You can even see in the uh, in Samuel where one of David's mighty men goes to Moab and sleep, slow, sleep, uh, kills lion-like men. And then it makes sure you understand that there's a difference between the lion-like men and the lion that he killed. See, the scriptures tell us 
in so many words, in so many ways, give us these clues, these understandings that our ancestors recognized, and they didn't look at these as myth, myth uh, if uh, fake. They didn't look at them as fiction characters. They looked at these things as flesh and blood, living things. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent. We're seeing this in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 9. Called the devil, Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. This serpent race has existed. Not only has this serpent race existed, but this serpent race has been in control since the fall of man. The fall of Adam. The man that was created in the image of God. Let that sink in for a second. They have been controlling our world. Now, a lot of times we look and we hear of the word seraphim or cherubim. And immediately, because of the Catholic beliefs, they have made them into spiritual beings that reside in the spiritual realm. They're not embodied terrestrial world. They're not flesh. They're not physical. They're just more metaphors to tell us the role and the function of these spirits. The great job of, in my eyes, of the deception. See, we've been told that the cherubims and the seraphims, that these Classes of angels are just spiritual. And when you take a look at the spiritual side of things and you watch your TV shows, Ghost Adventures or Taps or the haunting of wherever, and you see the portals of hell shows, and they're talking about the spiritual side of things, immediately you're thinking an intangible being, something that has no mass, something that has no volume. In doing that, for me personally, when you're talking about the angels, I feel as if you're stripping away 50% of what they are. If the angels were just spiritual, then tell me how that the angels of God, the Ben Elohim, come down and copulate with the daughters of men to create an offspring known as the Nephilim. A spirit... There's more to it. There's more to it. We see in the world today that dragons are considered a fictitious creature. Something of mythology. Something of the, the knights of the round table. We have to come to understand that they come from a different world and are rumored to have interfered with the existence of mankind from the very beginning, dealing with the genetic code of our ancestors. These mysterious beings, in my opinion, are trying to nearly, are nearly tied to every conspiracy theory you have heard, or rumors, or anything that's out there. I believe that the seraphim and the cherubims, these, what we have heard in ufology as the reptilians have been in control of this world from the very beginning and that our ancient text tells us so because it's telling us 
that there are entities at the very beginning of the book of Genesis that beguiles Eve into eating the tree of knowledge with the thing of saying, you could be like God. And anytime you see these things, anytime that they're brought into understanding, they're already always referring to saying to us, oh, you're just one step away from being your own God. I remember in the 80s, you had this thing called the I Am movement. No one really understood, but I Am. And really what these serpents, these dragons were teaching, these reptilians were teaching, these ufologists is that the word of God, Yoivahe, when he presents himself before Moses, he says, I am. And when he says that I am, he goes to the Israelites, the Hebrews is in Egypt. And in doing so, they go, why should we listen to you? And he says, because I am has sent me. And immediately, the Hebrews are silent because they recognize the I am. The dragon, the serpent, has been trying to teach us that we can become, as I am, a god. And if you ever look at the ufologists and stuff like this, they talk about these spiritual beings. These enlightened masters, these anointed ones, these acknowledged ones, these that are in another realm, in another area, in another place and time that knows and can lead us into enlightenment. They don't recognize that these serpents, these dragons, have been around since the very beginning, letting us hear what we want to hear. Letting us consume that in which we feel is giving us nourishment. The question is, is that if they are tied to every conspiracy theory that isn't imaginable, who are they and what are they and why are they here? Why do the ufologists talk about the reptilians are supposed alien species that came to earth during the time of the ancient Sumerians, the Anunnaki, Inki? In fact, most of what we know about them is documented through the Samaritan writings. Not only the Samaritan writings, but the Hebrew writings. What we know is that the same point during the Samaritan reign, the Anunnaki, which translates to gods, came from the sky, settled on the earth. The gods were then referred as Anunnaki, gods who live on earth. Many people associate the reptilians with the strange arrival of the Anunnaki. The sudden emergence of the reptilian worship after the Anunnaki were settled. This is not a coincidence, my friends. This is what ufologists even know. Even they sit there and talk about, oh, the aliens came down and gave us this knowledge that we were able to build the pyramids and make all these mega structures. Even they're telling you that it was a reptilian race that came down. Came down to control, manipulate, and change the course of humanity. You can have several arguments that claim that similar writings are not enough evidence to link reptilians to the strange Anunnaki, but I beg to differ. You cannot deny, however, 
that many reptilian theories that have come to light as a result from and of the Samaritan writings. You can't sit there and say that the reptilians do not exist. You can't sit there and say that these ancient dragons don't exist when they clearly do. Yes, there's two main theories that are out there about the reptilians where they come from. Some believe that the reptilians evolved on Earth millions of years ago. I don't buy into that. Until they were able to venture into space. Their reappearance during the age of Sears is simply at, um, a decision to return to Earth, not to overtake uh, a new world, but I beg to differ. These are things. I don't believe they evolved. I do believe that they came down, like it says in the book of Enoch. The 200 watcher angels came down and copulated with the daughters of men and in creating an offspring in which was known as the Nephilim. I believe the serpent race still exists today, and I think that you know people like David Icke and others that are looking into the reptilians, the one thing they neg- neg- neglect to address is what does it have ties to a Judeo-Christian belief? Why is it in the Judeo-Christian belief? The serpent, the dragon, is the enemy. But yet you see that this ancient serpent was able to bring knowledge unto man, but yet in those texts, he is the enemy. From Genesis to Revelation, he's the enemy. Where other cultures sit there and embrace the reptilians. They say they have good traits and bad traits, but it is in the Judeo-Christian Belief that believes that the reptilians are the enemy. And that they not only have returned, but they've always been here to manipulate, to change, and distort the truth of what we as humans accept as truth. You have others that believe the reptilians come to us from a Draco constellation and then travel throughout the galaxy before they discovered earth i don't buy into this i am a flat earth theorist i think the bible really depicts exactly what the earth looks like and if you put that into understanding and you start to look at earth as it really should be looked at as a prison colony for the fallen that they came down and left their first estate, and in doing so, they became tangible, in that they were not able to go back to their first estate, which means they were able to be interdimensional beings. They were able to go from one dimension to the other. They were stuck here in this prison. And for Yoevaya to stop the sin and the corruption of sin going out into wherever galaxy you want to believe, He made Earth a prison planet with a dome over it so these entities could not leave this realm. You also have where you see them depicted in ancient Egypt. You have things that show off crossbred's offspring. They're supposedly uh, showing us the reptilian race intermingled with ours. 
theories uh, about the reptilians and humanoid species that appear to be human from the feet to the neck, but have a face that resembles a reptile, they tend to uh, be much taller than the average human, or at least during that period in time and have also been known as giants in those days and also after that. In fact, some religious claims that they are responsible for helping to create the major religions that we call today, which is in the Middle East, Judeo, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Only in these texts are the reptilians viewed to be evil. So what do these strange creatures want, you could ask? Supposedly to enslave the human race, if you really look at their track record. And really, what better group could there be to blame for all the world's conspiracies than the first alien settlers to make contact with our ancestors? There's a reason why they are considered the villain. But yet, every culture in the world has got some type of serpent worship. Some type of dragon worship. So they were really good with their PR department. They would have been able to swing and make it very easy for everyone to agree that they are the saviors. That they are the enlightened ones. That they are the peacekeepers of the solar system. But it's interesting that other texts take a look at it and go, wait a second, there's something that's not right with these serpent beings. There is a manipulation, there is a confusion, there is a disguise to keep us at each other's throats instead of focusing on them and their bloodline. The greatest way to hide yourself in the world is to convince the world that you don't exist. And one way of doing that has shown to us that these entities are able to do just that. You have different variations of how these reptilians may have set out to enslave the human race. You have some according to theories that the Anunnaki accomplished this by genetically modifying the DNA of our primates. Today, they're more suitable servants. Others will argue the reptilians simply modified a short segment of human DNA to make our forefathers more submissive. There are some variations of this theories that claim that the human can only a small part of the brain capacity because it's how the reptilians altered our brain structure. Many who believe that the theory points to a reptile gene that can be found in our brain and are responsible for a large portion of our brain's activity. What you got to understand is that if that is the case, it's interesting that you have these ancient texts that clearly tell us of a genetic uprising, if you will. The whole Bible deals with genetics from Genesis to Revelation. It deals with this genetic corruption to this genetic manipulation. And the story goes on and on. So if all these ancient 
texts and all these ancient and even the ancient alien theorists out there agree that the reptilians are not the good guys maybe we should quit fighting amongst ourselves come together and put our brains together and point to the direction of enlightenment to say we can no longer be controlled by these entities we must think for ourselves we must change the course of our nature we must look to the scriptures and recognize the truth that's being told to us there there is an old ancient serpent known as the dragon and he's done everything he can to manipulate distort and change the world into his image as we fight over the fact that these things are spiritual or they're physical should not be the case we should be fighting together stand up against them I understand that according to the Samaritan writings the plot was foiled by a character named Inky it was a god that came to earth from a different place than the Anunnaki he freed certain humans from slavery by telling them secrets that we no longer are certain as to what these secrets may be apparently Inky Tactus didn't pan out for the long run because many believe that the reptilians are still alive and well. In fact, some believe that reptilians compress the majority of the world's governments and businesses. Popular reptilians candidates include the Queen Elizabeth, George W. Bush, and the list can go on. I know how crazy that may sound. And trust me, I understand. But when you see that these shapeshifters have always been and always will be, and they have been mentioned in so many ancient texts, it's not the good guys. Maybe we as believers, we as humans, need to come together and recognize that the reptilian influence is a stain on humanity. As always, please pay attention to your surroundings. You never know what lies in the corner. God bless.